Greetings, podcast enthusiasts near and far. I'm Paulette Gloria Harwood, and I'm your host of Thriving in Chaos. As podcasts are the trendy things to do these days, I thank you for sharing the love by tuning in. I'm thrilled you're listening to the sparkling examples of excellence in womanhood I find and curate. I believe these inspiring, wise, powerful, trailblazing souls light the way for us as we each learn to gracefully navigate our journeys. As a certified divorce coach, I have been witness to confusion, sadness, change, and growth. I have learned that all we really need is to share our knowledge, support, and love to guide our sisters to all the possibilities in life. I am dedicated to helping clients leave behind the turmoil, confusion, and chaos of divorce while adding value to their best life with tips, tools, and personal experience. If you are so inspired, please subscribe to my podcast and share with others you think who may benefit. And now, let's thrive in chaos. Thriving in Chaos, or as I said earlier to Paulette, Thriving in Chaos, trying to get her to see you. Oh, I felt so bad because we're borrowing my brother-in-law's car, and I went to um, Marshall's yesterday and then stopped at Fresh Market and Trader Joe's to just grab different things because I like different products at different stores. You know, I swear that I still think we live in Europe or I've never lived in Europe, but I've always liked the fact that they buy their bread here and then they buy their vegetables here and they get their coffee here and like versus the big supermarket mindset. I I agree with you. I find it. So I tend to go from store to store to store. And this morning, Steve came back and after he took the trash out and said, and he had this white look on his face, like in his tan. So I was like, what's the matter? He goes, guess what happened? And I was like, I don't know. He said, you broke the key, broke in the lock. Because that was frozen. No, no, that wasn't what it was. That was my guess. So he goes, somebody hit the car. I know. I was like, but nobody ever hit it when I was in it. He said, no, it must have been the wind or when you're at the grocery store and it's dark and it's night, you know, and the wind I had no bad. idea. So somebody must have slammed. I don't know because he came in and I told me and then I said, I'm sorry. And please tell Rich, I'm so sorry. We'll pay for it and take care of it. But apparently the door must have left a good ding. And yeah, so wow. talk about chaos and driving. And I just missed well, my golf cart with no doors. The wind was really bad. I was actually sitting in the car doing a call to avoid the chaos of my household with the loud teenage girls. And I was looking and the car next to me was shifting, yeah. like moving yesterday. So wait, you were so, doing a call in your car yes, working? Yes. This is the chaos of Isn't that crazy? teenage daughters yeah. in a smaller space. Sure, I can't get anything. You know, I know. Do these guys know sometimes I'm in like a stairwell t- taping with you just to get 
the chaos, uh, you yeah. know, I guess, but that's I another know. podcast that's living with teenagers <laughs> in the chaos. Mm, but, I know. Um, I'm just, I'm happy you're here. This is nice to see you, and we have such great energy. We have so much we want to talk about, but this is why I know, nice. I'm effervescent bubbling. I just want to talk about this everything, is, and we can't do this. So. I have to acknowledge the lipstick. I don't think the camera can see it. This is um, from Sephora yesterday with Grace trying on the... I look like I was dead. The long wearing lipstick. I will say that this stuff really works. It's literally I've showered day. and scrubbed, and it's it's still on. It's so, so toxic. It, it, right? And okay, we're it gonna get be. into wellness it and makeup because it's freaking poison. Poison. So um, I forget exactly, but I got a little bit familiar with the toxins and chemicals something about um europe has prohibited 99 percent of yeah, chemicals and toxins in all skincare and makeup and beauty products and but guess what the united states could give a you know what and yep. it's okay that sephora is basically a cancer shit show and all of the makeup that you buy doesn't wash skincare. off yeah, if it doesn't wash off you're imagine what your pores are doing and i'm telling you i've scrubbed I like believe I have scrubbed. <laughs> That's the, the yeah, red card. But you know, yeah. being in person today, of yeah. course, we have to have a fun topic. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've had such great response with the work that we've done. Um, I just told you, Paulette, offline, I had a friend reach out with the last podcast who said, I really felt like you guys were speaking directly to me. Um, and I think we've touched on a lot of really important topics, serious in nature, which is wonderful and necessary for what we're trying to do. But I think the next uh, couple podcasts we're gonna we're gonna crank up the um, the fun a little bit and so necessary. talk about some of the things maybe that people don't even want to say that you and I are we're gonna go there and we're gonna talk about dating after divorce which we've both done, um, and I think it's terrifying. It's the first thing that goes through people's head when they end a relationship, end a marriage. How am I gonna date? I haven't dated in 20 or 30 years. Mm. How the heck does that even work? Yeah, I agree. I, I get a lot of questions from, from clients who are just um, at the beginning of thinking about it, where, the first question they get from friends and family are, well, are you dating? Or, but you're not even separated yet. Or, but you're separated and why haven't you found a boyfriend yet? Or, there's so, it, there's such pressure to get back in the game, right? To get Absolutely. your feet wet or to just date and how do you do it? And, and so I have one client who's 65 years old. Uh, her husband predominantly just said to her about a month ago, I'm just not feeling it. And um, she's been 30 years married. She's 65 years old, raised four kids, and has not even contemplated moving beyond being married because she's 65 and she's been married a long time. Second client, um, I'm going to see her actually this Thursday when I drive down to Connecticut, uh, 54 years old, been married 30 plus years, raised five kids together, and no concept of what it means to start dating again. I have another client who's in her 40s and she is starting to date. So 
you know, it, everybody's at different stages and it's different. So here I am remarried. I'm a little bit out of the, um, the scene, but you know, I, I hear, of course, I'm working with people that are in it. And when I first, um, separated and got divorced, it was a little early. It was like the early 2000s and mid 2000s, late 2000s. And I think the dating apps and the online scene was immature or in its infancy. It seemed almost a little, use the word taboo or sort yeah. of sketchy. Yeah. Not that it's still not, but yeah. it's very mainstream It now. totally was so very new. It was a little, I think back then, call it, they had matchmaker services. Yeah, that's what I was just going right? to say. We were on the plane and in the um, American Airlines magazine, they have all these matchmaking a websites for if you're successful and if you're you know if you haven't found your match yet like or your significant other or forget the words um let us do the work for you and back in the 80s and 90s my my very dear friend juliet who lives in delray beach used to work for a business in brookline and newton called the post club i don't even know if it still exists anymore but that was sort of sort of how they early lined you up you'd go in and you'd sit there in this room and you'd fill out this long paper application of all your likes and dislikes oh and what you're looking for and that to me was what dating was like and now that it was like i mean i met people the old-fashioned way like in a bar in a grocery store like on at a coffee shop like but now it's so, isn't it? I'm so out of the loop. I don't even know how people cope with it with plenty of fish and Tinder and swipe right and left and up. And I'm totally clueless about it. So fill me in, goddess. A little, a little um, experience. One of the things a few, several people have said to you and I is they do want personal stories. So we're going to go there. All right. Um, I was married 15 years, together 20, and I will tell you, I did exactly what I should not have done, is while separated, I went and jumped into a four and a half year relationship with the wrong person. Yeah. And when I say the wrong person, I don't mean that he's a bad person, yeah. he's a great person, but he was the wrong person for me. Right. And the reason I chose the wrong person is because I hadn't done any of the work on myself post-divorce. I hadn't healed. I came from a place of fear, which we all have, and it just sort of, okay, this is someone I've known for 20 years. This feels comfortable. I'm scared to go out there. And it, it didn't work for, for a number of reasons. Um, and in hindsight, I'm glad for the experience but when we're low in that kind of low unhealed place and our energy is low and we're feeling Paulette, mm. this our self-esteem is not where it should be we haven't taken care of ourselves i should have taken a year six months to a year and worked on me yeah i didn't really know who i was i know i had two relatively young children but when you've been in a relationship for 20 for 20 years you lose a little bit of yourself yeah. by taking the time to rebuild and not worry exactly about what you just said. Mm. Um, being with someone, being validated right away. Um, I might have made a different decision right. than, I, than I did. So I didn't get out there right away and date. I sort of jumped into almost another pseudo marriage. 
yeah. situation. Replacing one broken relationship with perhaps one that had potential from, uh, you know, outside looking in, but yet ultimately your gut immediately knows that this relationship has no ground to stand on. Exactly. And it's the aloneness, right? That feeling of, I don't want to be alone. I mean, I look back and my first boyfriend, I was 14. And I, there's never a period of time between 14 and, um, I don't remember what year, like 40 something, where I met, I hadn't had a man in my life. That's crazy. I mean, I met my husband, I was 17. We got married, I was 22, turning 23. 20 plus years of marriage had always been in a relationship. And then all of a sudden I'm like, had the courage to step out of that relationship and the dating and the, the, the offers and the like, oh, you're single and like, ah, and I'd never not been single since 14. And I, it was terrifying of being alone. I wish to God I knew what you just said. I would have done exactly what you just said, taken that time to spend on me alone, no dating, no just travel, like study, sleep, just spend time with friends and family and work on me. Which yeah. we touched on in the last podcast, but just rebuilding. Yeah, so important. My advice, and it's very difficult because I feel like we immediately feel and we have that insecurity. We don't want to. Yeah. We kind of want to jump back in to see if we're viable. Does any, am I even dating? Is anyone, does anyone want to date me? Like, right. I don't know. So I think we all kind of get that nervousness to jump back in. You and I discussed this yeah. um, as far as casually, you know, going out for uh, dinner or getting set up with someone. If you can kind of keep it casual, that that is okay. So we're not saying don't go near the opposite sex necessarily, but keep in mind where you are, right? When that relationship ended, I had some girlfriends that thought it would be really funny. I've seen the match and the Tinder, and I didn't know anything about it. They thought it would be really funny one night celebrating a friend's birthday if we created a profile for Elizabeth. They picked all the pictures. They didn't. And they did, and they stuck it on a dating website. They're all unhappily married, and they thought <laughs> this would be a hoot. They were bored. They were bored. They yeah. put me on, and you get with a free um, trial with a Sure. Shirt. So literally, within a couple hours, you know, we're, we're seeing all these messages come through, and I, I was like, oh my, you know, what is this? Yeah. This is terrifying. So yeah. I decided after they got their little their little kick and their laugh, I, they put me on a few that I, I, didn't, I didn't say on, but I did do match for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I am happy to say I survived it. Yeah. Um, I think we have to be really careful mm-hmm. with anything where you're getting large pools of people, many of which who have not done the work, many of which who are coming from a place of fear, many of which who are not healed, have a ton of baggage, and are also misrepresenting themselves online. Exactly. I'm so oh, glad you just said the few times that I, I did create a profile on eHarmony and Match um, back in the days of just like confusion, like utter fear of um, like, am I doing the right thing being in a relationship? I don't even know what this feels like. 
but the few times that I, I remember going to the movies with this guy and dinner and coffees and dating and like flirting with the idea of like, sh should I be in a relationship? And I always felt like every single person that I spent, gave my time of was a therapy session waiting to happen. I am not a therapist. I do not proclaim, proclaim to be a therapist. Yes, I do coaching. Yes, I do counseling for very specific things in life, but I am not trained to start worrying about their healing journey as well as my own. And I was really turned off by the amount of men and women out there in the internet coaching website, um, uh, you know, dating scene that I felt like, is it me or is everybody else tortured and depressed and feeling very low self-esteem and feeling like they're not worthy of being in a relationship. And then you go to dinner with them and they just, you know, blah, emotionally vomit. Well, my wife did this and my uh, husband did that and she's a bitch and he's a bad and he cheated and she cheated and he's an ass and she, and I just sat there like, can I have a glass of wine? Yeah. It was terrifying Definitely. to me. Right. But to your point, Paulette, we're coming so I feel like I want to just like break the, the, the roof off all these dating websites. I believe there's a purpose. I would believe, I mm -hmm. believe though for a, a man or woman over 40, I would say proceed with caution. Yeah. Um, to your point, what you just said, I'm going to go with 90% of the people on there are not healed, are, are excuse my language, are a fucking mess. Yeah. Okay. And, and they're looking for just a, you know, I don't mean to pick up football right now with the, go the there. you know, that kind of thing. Um, but my last podcast that I did without you, you were off busy and I grabbed her, but Joan Barry, we did this very um, spontaneous, um, but how timely. This, so I had this interview with her regarding this exact thing, like, you know, the, the, the seediness of dating and they're kind of like, what is dating and what isn't and what's legit and what's not and where do you go for your, to get your sexual needs met and, you know, but we're not even talking male, female, just in general. In general. And then we have, and she brings up this very devastating epidemic of uh, human trafficking and sex trafficking. And then, how many days ago, I and see this on the news. And there's some of that on these dating websites. Right, right, which is why I brought which it up. Which is like, oh my God. And the pornography, and the the girls have no clothes on. And I mean, I, I'm not approved, you're not approved. No. Like, I have no problem with women looking sexy and, and um, you know, uh, you know, pretty, like glamorous, gorgeous. But mm -hmm. there's a difference between these sites that are basically, um, online porn sites versus like, are you really meeting somebody of quality? And I've just lost all faith on online dating personally. And thank goodness I kind of missed it because the little bit of experience that I had when I first did like delve into the harmony or eHarmony. And I had, I had a girlfriend who was on fish and Tinder and all is. plenty of fish. Plenty. And all she would do, she'd be like this the whole time. I'm like, what are you doing? And she was just like, well, and not one relationship came out of it. What an interesting concept. I have a client in her 20s who's yeah. having problems dating. And to your point, 
we have become a society of quick fixes. So yeah. with my phone, yeah, I will just swipe and decide disregard. You know, disregard. And all you're looking at are these these pictures. I will tell you unequivocally, up to 90% are not representative of the people. I can't tell you how many people, myself included, you meet the person. The picture was from 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, of course they're going to put in the profile the best part of them, but the misrepresentation is unbelievable. Yeah. Even in the picture. And we're just a society of just, people are like, it's like ordering on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, very scary. I do have a male friend, very handsome guy, who did go on a date, and the woman, it was on Match, and it's been reported to Match. She was a prostitute. Very attractive woman my age. And she kept asking to go home with him. And at first, I think he was like, this is my, you know, but he's not that kind of guy. Like, he was, I mean, he's just not someone that would go home with someone on a first date. He was looking to... Yeah, you know, thank God he didn't. She had she had a pimp. It was a whole yeah. very well put wow. together, attractive woman in her forties, and she thought and she sort of alluded to the fact of what she was doing. I had never heard of that. I don't know if I can get in trouble in talking about match that way. It did happen. He did he did report it. Right. So some of these pseudo a lot of these things you just are, have to be careful though. Right. A lot of these you know, sites are. Um, Regulated, right? And and they well, don't have to be prof professional, but so you it's you have that the way strange story, you have really. the way that dating used to occur, and then you have the millennials now with the twenty thirty somethings that really it's all they know. Mm -hmm. really. I think they're having. I think for those kids in their twenties and thirties. To your point, it's all they know, yeah. and I think it's a little easier. I think for the forty-five plus crowd, yeah. um, you know, men that get divorced, many don't want a relationship. They're just looking for a hookup. They're just looking for sex. Yeah, and women forty, forty-five, fifty, and, and up, they're looking to be loved. So, I'm not saying that does all men or all women. But that seems to be the predominant theme. I'm not going to tell you how many messages I got on Match. It got to a point where I was like, I can't even look at this. This is horrific. The yeah. energy and the comments. And I, my picture I had on, um, a very similar actually. I was completely covered. You know, and I almost feel like any female with... Um, is just going to get all these this attention yeah. and where you can get maybe a high off of it at first you really need to look at what is going on here right. who are these people these are strangers and proceed with caution yeah proceed men with caution too. men too and and don't just take the profile online verbatim as the photographs, the sound bites, mm -hmm. the SEO searching, you know, Google Word that they probably go, oh, hiking, sailing, I love to walk on the beach, love coffee and dinner and theater and like going on vacation. Like it, they all sound the same. They all sound the same. I would recommend a phone, several phone conversations mm -hmm. before even meeting with someone. Luckily, I only had. Three, I've heard of these people that have had like a hundred first dates. Don't do that. 
Don't lower yourself to have a hundred. Nobody needs to have a hundred first dates. Yeah. Um, serial daters, mm -hmm. where they just keep. It's not good for you. Going out with one person once and moving on to the next. Oh yeah, boom. Yeah. And there's a lot. There's a lot of that going on. Um, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy. Quite frankly, you're wasting your money if you're a gentleman and you're you're someone that pays for dinner. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you've gone on. A do several dozen or dozen even two dozen first dates you kind of need to regroup and be like what am I doing right what do I need to what am I doing here? yeah um, I only had a few I will say all of them were complete nightmares <laughs> complete nightmares um, and then I you know and I stopped I think four um, just the most incredibly bizarre behavior mm -hmm. um, from one man being so consumed with my height. I'm 5'8", I don't think I'm that overly tall. He was much shorter than me. I We met for coffee. He spent the entire time, Paulette, talking about my height. Oh. And then insisted that I go out to dinner with him that night with flats because it showed his friends my picture. Oh. That was my first coffee date and I was yeah. like, this is horrible. I'm feeling sick. I am gonna feel sick. Um, and I, I think I had like two or three more. Um, the the best of my recollection during that time was that when I when I did go to the movies or coffee or dinner or di whatever, uh, the, um, they would latch on. And you know, I, I have a hard time saying no to people. Like well, you know, I, I, woman, and I, I, I don't like to hurt people's feelings, and I really like to be supportive. But Partially the the, the like, you know, being really honest, like listen, you're really fun, but I just don't feel like there's a connection here. Um, or and that's hard. It is. It really is. You don't want everyone to hurt this guy's, and it didn't. To me, I wasn't concerned about yeah. his height. Yeah. But it was an hour-long coffee date, and I literally five minutes into it, I'm like, oh my god, okay, now I have to give him an hour. But my whole, my heart was, when did I get to leave? Did yeah. I, leave? I mean, that's not a good feeling. Looking for an excuse to but, run I mean, I run feel like for you, yeah. you know, men are going to meet you, and unfortunately and unfortunately, based on the way you look, I mean, they're going to jump right onto you. So there's that aspect of it, and then there's just the whole. We're looking for a, conne a connection. Mm -hmm. Not an in but I'm, I'm trying to remember though, and it, it's, it's kind of sparking it up that it was, I appreciate that, but that's not really where it's going. But it was more this sense of like, there, there was a friendship. Like, I, you know, conversation was easy and seemed to have a little bit in common, but it was immediately this sense of like, when can I see you next? And the incessant texting and emailing and calling. Too much, and too soon. Message. Yes. Too like, uh, much, I too felt like it was soon. like, and not even from like a chemistry kissing type of thing, but it was more just like immediately assuming that there was a relationship, not just like, okay, could we like know, readdress you? this? So, do you find that's like pretty common? With the immediate yeah, I mean, I into feel a like so that's an amazing point. And what I experienced, so I did my uh, that long that four year relationship ended a year ago. So I've had a year of very little dating. Um, yes, it's one or the other. It's yeah, people that people seem to either want to jump back in 
or they just kind of want a physical relationship and date multiple people because they can. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to be careful. If And there's no judgment, and you and I talked about this, everybody's different. Yes, so different. If, if you want to, and if you're going to casually date someone, you need to take certain precautions, obviously. There's health risks and, and there's emotional things, but that's okay. Like, if you're on the same page with somebody and, and that's what you want to do, if that's what's best for you, I'm okay with that. Um, make sure you and whoever the person you're choosing to date or, or get to know are on the same page. Mm -hmm. That's where we get into, or maybe you both are on the same page, but you just want to take it slow. Right. Get to know the person. It doesn't have to be, let's get married next year right um you know and even the sexual the, the sex whatever sexual part of it is I, I i talk about this all the time it's easy to go there right away it's yeah. super easy and um, it's so easy to to take the compliments and like you know you're so smart you're so witty you're so fun you're so pretty you're so you know fill in the blank with all the list of wonderful accolades that they're just going to spew at you and vice versa like i remember you know like really enjoying a conversation saying you know you know job sounds fascinating and like you know that sounds interesting and tell me a little bit more about your family and you know what you like to do and before you know it an hour has gone by and you're in this conversation and before you realize it you feel like they're assuming that you are immediately willing or interested in and dating them yet again and i would find that um i would start to choreograph or, or adjust my conversation to like them even more or to to try to pretend I was someone I wasn't. And then I could start to see them kind of be more malleable into really finding you fascinating because people really do have a hard time with rejection. And we would rather um, like and share and comment and friend somebody on social media mm -hmm. than actually engage in a real relationship. Absolutely. Family, friends, Absolutely. strangers. Yeah. I don't see the kind of relationships and I know I'm a little bit removed now from it, um, but even when I go to like Marshall's last night, um, I'm the type of person that will initiate a, a real human conversation with people versus interacting with people on social media. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't post all of my social media. It's schedule. I write it, I, I create it, but I don't schedule it. I, I'm too busy working with people, doing what I do, writing and coaching and doing what I do. I'm not going to sit in my bedroom and in my office and just like and share and comment because it's not real. Um, yes, I want people to engage, but all they have to do is call me or email me or reach out to me, particularly when you live in a foreign country that you need to engage in authentic, real relationships. Blood, sweat, tears, conversation, hugs are what's really connecting us as humans. And this online facade just Perfect. feels extremely cold and, and it's also damaging the soul. Perfect word facade. And I think where we're going with all of this right now is honesty. Yeah. Um, proceed with caution with these dating apps. Yeah. Most people are not what they seem. Take it with a grain of salt. There is one, here's, here's the thing I like about the dating apps. There is a 1%, there's that 1%. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, it's my opinion, my experience, 
meeting Elizabeth, 99% of it is just really scary. Yeah. And you have to, not that they're bad people, there are some bad people. Right. Um, because there were, there are no scre real screenings mm -hmm. on these websites. Yeah. But there is that 1%. Um, and I did, you know, I did a first couple of these first few dates. I did meet a gentleman and did go out with him and had a very nice um, experience for about four months. Um, and it, we, it just wasn't, it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't meant to be. But it was very nice because he was a gentleman and we had fun together and it was a good, it was just a good experience. And it was on match. And I, in fact, I didn't want to go out with him at first. Um, I was like, I don't think I, I want to. And he's just a lovely person and it was, it, it was good. He wasn't the one for me, but I would consider that a success. Yeah. I had a few other first dates before that where um, it's some really crazy, some really, I might have to do another podcast. Um, one gentleman um, exposed himself in <laughs> we were having tea. It was the third day and he came out and he had it. I was bringing the tea from the kitchen and there he was saying, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, it was a couple, in a couple of days because he's at my, at my um, maybe like a month and he was just, we, there was no prelude and he was just sitting there exposed. I very calmly just said, I'm going <laughs> to please ask you to dress and I'm going to bring the tea back and I very nicely escorted him to my house. I mean, it was just, who does that? Clearly the communication. There was a little bit of misunderstanding. There was a misunderstanding yeah, yeah, yeah. and we weren't honest with each other. It didn't and sound like a heated, lustful moment. It was not appropriate yeah. under any circumstances. Yeah. Um, how awkward. How awkward yeah. and, you know, to have tea with someone after you've had several dates, um, you felt comfortable, we knew some of the same people, I was confident he wasn't an ex-murderer. It was nice um, to have like a healthy, his, his vegan, vegan lunch and have some tea. Was not expecting um, literally full disclosure on my couch. <laughs> so you know, well, you, you that's, have, that's you a great segue to stories. the tea. You know, there's just too much, too fast, too soon. The tea and the day, too much. Yeah, just. Uh, so we kind of toyed with the idea of doing another topic about what really is the definition of cheating, because this yes. is a very um, topical and common question that you and I both it, get. It really is. Um, it's changed a lot in the last ten years or more. You know, um, I think back to the days when, um, you know, there would be the uh, gentleman meeting a girl at lunch at the office and the, there was, there was no other way of communicating, you know, that wasn't, right. it was either what, verbal words. Because we didn't have emails. Right, didn't Notes. have emails. I don't know, right. There was a phone and uh, there was actual meeting. You had to call someone. You had to call had somebody to or have a personal conversation. Whereas now, so if you, if you weren't actually meeting somebody or having a phone conversation, what else existed? Nothing. It was simple. Nothing. You either were having a relationship with somebody right. because you were meeting with them or you were speaking to them on the phone. But there's such a gray, dark, muddled, muddy area of what I call emotional infidelity versus physical 
um, infidelity. I'm, Absolutely. You know, I, it's a deep topic, but it's it's so much more complicated now it than really, it used to it be. Really and I think a lot of people rationalize really where infidelity starts and where it ends and what's okay and what's not okay and what's like, oh, he didn't mean anything by that. It was just flirting. And and how how does that really damage a relationship? There's a statistic right now that said at any given time, if you looked at your significant other's phone, looked at who they're talking to on social media, who they're texting, what kind of websites they're frequently frequent Frequenting, yeah. sorry, no. that a lot of, more than half the relationships right now would blow up. Um, you and I are both public people. Um, we have a, a presence on social media. Um, people feel like they know us. Yeah. And I do a lot of posts on healing and helping people remember their worth. And I do a lot on love too because I, I love love. Sometimes I think men in particular will view my posts and think, um, you know, that I'm suffering um, or that I need love, which is which is in a way very lovely. And I will get messages from people who are married or in relationships. Um, so where and where I'll where I'll have to say is, oh, that I'm posting that for everybody. I'm not describing my life online. I'm a life coach. Um, and, you know, and I work in, in wellness and this is what I do. Mm -hmm. And I do get a lot of messages that girlfriends and wives would probably not. And I, I squelch it right away. I don't engage because I'm not, I'm not interested. Right. Um, it, it probably wouldn't be good if their significant others saw some of the things. And I'm assuming, you know, obviously it's not just me. I'm just one example. Mm. Um, I do get a lot of inappropriate texts, messages, outreach, uh, almost on a daily basis. Mm. And I am not someone that is putting it out there as far right. as a sexual sexual. So life, let's assume you know. that how prevalent, in fact, it is for people yes. who are, in fact, searching and looking and seeking a comforting, loving, mutually um, connected relationship. So it's it's really scary to me where I see how different and how much an evolutionary process the internet and um, the world in which we live in now with this fast-paced information society that just go, 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 and this influx of, of it's so easy to reach out to anyone. Anybody. You can literally anybody. find somebody you went to junior high school yes. with that you know, literally, you can, you know, it's kind of scary when you Google your name, yeah. the, the shit that pops up. And that's just, it, everybody's got to know that everything is pop, everything is public. There are no secrets anymore. So those of you out there that think that your life is this quiet little secret and you, you know, you, you can, you can keep all your skeletons in the closet. Yeah. The answer is no, you Good can't. They, everything is public. Everything's and public. it doesn't make me happy that that's the way it is. In fact, it really uh, I was, it makes me sad. And, and in many ways, it's, I'm glad I'm not raising children right now. I commend I you that. for having teenage girls, for having the courage and the strength to do it. No, I, I freaking mean it, oh. them because, I mean, my, my children are, uh, you know, going on 22 to uh, 27, 
and and they're they're past that and and steves are you know almost hitting 30. so they're 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 not that's a big you've got teenagers and it's a very very you know as we said more have 15 year old boys and i feel more much like they're my sons here um when we're staying here um, on the south shore so i'm around teenagers still and even though i'm not still teaching dance to uh, you know hundreds of girls thank god those days are over they that talk about responsibility you know but it's scary i mean the biggest concern we used to have to worry about is pregnancy I mean, that's really need to make a joke yeah, about that. But do. I mean, it's, luckily, now it's, it's human trafficking and sexually transmitted diseases, and you know, there's a suicide rate is over overwhelming, and you've got the drug epidemic, and it used to just be that you know Friday nights that kids were drinking beer in the woods. That was like the big worry, and now it's like there's, there's, there's so much. They're, they're driving, and it's 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 a really scary world. And cheating topic might be a separate podcast because there's so much to it right um what i will say as far as dating and we hit on it the honesty moving too fast if you're going to use the online site that's fine i'm not against them i did have that um you know that one nice gentleman and then a couple of first dates um with some totally wacky people but it's a tool yeah. Don't don't feel don't like, rely on it. Don't rely on it. Right. Be careful. Um, I be always say really, really careful. Cautious. Yeah. Cautious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there you know? Can you still meet good people? Is there light at the end of the tunnel? I believe there is. I think when you really stop trying really hard, mm-hmm. it can come to you. Right. Um, I got to that place this summer where I just said. I don't, I'm an old fashioned girl. I was married 20 years. I've had like, you know, three boyfriends or I've dated like two people post-divorce. But, um, I don't think I'm cut out for this, Paula. I, I don't think this rat race, this chaos, this promiscuous, alcohol-fueled, crazy chaos, this Elizabeth's interpretation, I don't think this is for me. Yeah, and I, really I see just so many women struggling with it. And yeah. say, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a pass for a while. And it's not the ability to get someone, because I think we can all do that. If yeah. you know, we could get a man, um, right. men can get a woman. It's more than that. It's, you know, what, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Do you want to just get someone? Because that's easy. It's pretty easy. It's very easy if you put yourself you know, out there. I don't want to just get someone. I wanted more than that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the minute I stopped looking, I, I did, was fortunate enough to connect with an amazing person. And, 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 and he was biased as well, having had some really horrific things happen um, yeah. on dating websites himself. Very scary. And we met and both decided, let's, we literally said this, let's go on a non-date date. I don't want to date because dating has expectations and assumptions and timelines. Mm-hmm. And we were done with it. Yeah. And I said, okay. And I wasn't even sure if I wanted to go out with them. This was um, late summer. And I, I just, and that was a nice way to go into it. Um, and, it, and it, it's actually wor- worked quite well, but I think that mindset of just not following this, this 
dating app or whatever protocol. Mm-hmm. He stepped away from it. I think he had been really disgusted by it. He's a very nice person. He really met some crazy women who hurt him financially and emotionally. Um, you know, there were some bad decisions made and moving in with people too quickly and he lost his house. I mean, I'm just saying, like, this stuff happens. Yeah. People need to be aware. Right. Like, don't move in with someone too quickly that you met on yeah, the, a dating website. The speed in which relationships That's it. That's can, it. The speed part. And it, it snowballs. Um, you know, there's another male friend, a woman after nine months, set, was insisting on marriage. And, you know, he, he cared about her. Only to find out her alimony was running out. She was pressuring him to get married. Yeah. And then wound up being engaged after they broke up three months later, which meant she'd probably been dating. You know, so, like, there's just, I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but I think our message is proceed with caution. Be honest. What is your intention? Be We're all adults here. Like, yeah. let's not resort to high school tactics. Right. If you're looking to just have sex, let them know that. <laughs> just, you know, call let that them spade a call spade. Call a spade yeah. we're, we're, we're adults here. Most yeah. of us, you know, if we're divorced and we've had kids, the gig is up. We've all had sex. It's not a big deal. Right, yeah. But decide, I mean, is that what you're looking for? Is that all you're looking for? You know, and, and be honest about and that. And if you are, the online dating scene can be scary and dangerous. So, so my message, and I know yours too, is to really have a little bit of credence and integrity on the old school approach to building relationships. And know that a connection is authentic and real and honest versus swipe right, swipe left, look at the picture, look at the profile. Is it really what it looks like? You know, what they say, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And you've got to really learn to follow your intuition. And if you really don't have your heart into something, um, it's, it's, you're not going to learn to like somebody. Or it, You've got to really feel like an, an authentic connection with somebody. And an online presence isn't a connection. I almost feel like these dating websites are setting us up to fail. Like I almost And that's how they make their money. Yeah. Because dating websites don't stay successful because everybody's getting married in relationship. Oh, that didn't work out. Well come on back. We'll find you another partner. And there's so many. If they weren't there used to be one dating website. I think I've heard there's over two hundred. I also have quite a few friends that are gay and there's apparently two or three hundred gay websites. I don't know but there is hundreds if not more dating websites and what does that say to us that it's a money-making machine it's so machine. that doesn't really it's build chaos. substantial sustainable relationships and it worries me that people are putting too much emphasis on online dating get out there have a conversation spark up a conversation smile or really just work on yourself first that's important these, these, dating, these dating sites are the chaos yeah. It can become a full-time job. When you look yeah. at your inbox and you've and got a thousand plus messages, mm-hmm. how do you deal with this? Yeah. How do you, and that's, I think, what happens. How do you call through it? Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's, the, it's literally thriving in dating mm-hmm. chaos, Pauline. I see. Thriving it. in, I'm happy to say that right now I'm, I'm not thriving in da- dating chaos. I'm very happily with someone. Um, I've 
remove myself idly and eager with an amazing man. Um, you know, we became whole first before we were able to move into those relationships, um, not from a place of neediness, but a place of just wanting a partner to walk with us side by side instead of needing someone to validate us. And that was the switch for me because I was needy post-divorce. I was scared. I was probably feeling bad about myself. I didn't know if anybody would like me or date me. Right. No one had seen me in 20 years. <laughs> you know, is it, you know, is, is this good? Like, I mean, seriously. Am I worthy? Am I worthy? Like what, you know, what procedures I didn't get anything done. What do I need to do to, to you know, I didn't know. And I think it's normal to go through all that. It is so normal. But the yeah. moment you decide you like yourself, you're good with yourself, you know what you want, you're honest. If you are looking for a relationship, if you are looking for love or connection, that's that's when you're gonna find it. You know. Yeah. And some some of us have to go through, as you said, kissing a lot of frogs before we find <laughs> our prince or princess. That's okay too. It's part of the journey. Yeah. I think our message is just be careful. Please be careful. I've heard horror stories. I've heard a lot of people getting hurt. Um, there's that one percent on those websites and they're worth being there for mm. proceed with caution absolutely i love it well i think that's a good segue to kind of wrap up today yeah. um we're gonna meet a few more times while i'm still here in yes. the good old massachusetts i am attending the national association of divorce professionals conference in fort lauderdale uh, march 7th and 9th where i'll be able to see my dear friends meredith weiss and juliet Scop uh, down in Florida. See you guys soon. And then I am attending the Women in Wellness Conference in New York City on March 12th. So uh, lots of exciting things going on. Lots of up. exciting things. We're going to keep going there. I think we need to talk about things that everyone's thinking about. People don't want to talk about. That's kind of why we're here. Right. We don't need to conform. We can talk about real life situations real life and situations that's really the only way to live with real life situations and you can always reach out to us uh, by reaching out to us uh, at um, thriving in chaos um, the podcast at gmail.com so just thriving in chaos podcast at gmail.com if you want to comment about anything Elizabeth and I have previously um, offered or are planning on offering we would love your suggestions and uh, we're here for you as a community of really living your most authentic best self absolutely till next time till next time shall we exit the studio we shall exit let's go